Hey, what's up everyone? I hope you guys are having an amazing day so far and you've been enjoying the last two weeks that I haven't even heard from you or you've heard from me, you know? I hope everyone's been doing well. I've had a couple of things happen and I got sick again, which fucking sucked. I don't know what it is and I feel that, you know, I'd be taking my vitamins and everything, but I just got sick out of nowhere. But I think the reason why I got sick, I have like this weird ass cold right now. And I'm finally getting rid of it. But I went out last weekend. Yes, not this weekend, but last weekend I went out. And I went to the clubs and bars with a couple of my friends down in um, West Hollywood. So I went over there and I rarely go out. Like, I, I kid you not, like, I rarely go out because I just, you know, I'm not really, I'm not one to go to the bars or clubs like that. It, it's not something that I want to do. But I will do it from time to time. But you can take me to a restaurant and I will definitely be there because food, if you if it has food in it, then I'm in it. But if it's just like drinking and doing all that, staying up until four in the morning, there, I will fucking be dead for the next three days. So I'd rather not do that, but I'll do it from time to time. Anyways, I drank more than I usually do. I don't get like blacked out or drunk or anything, but like on a good one, you know, where I still am able to do a lot of stuff and I sobered up so I can definitely drive home so do not drink and drive because why would the fuck would you do that but you know and I didn't start driving home until three in the morning so from LA all the way back to my house which took like an hour 15 minutes and I was exhausted and I didn't have enough sleep the next day. I only had four and a half, five hours of sleep because I tend to wake up pretty early for some reason and I just had trouble going back to sleep. So I just told myself, you know what, whatever, go throughout the day, still went to the gym and I still, but I was really exhausted and I was contemplating going to the gym, but I ended up going anyways. Hopefully it's Saturday that I went or Sunday. I don't fucking remember. Anyways, I went. And I had a shitty workout because I was just super exhausted, of course. And now here we are. I started getting sick and it hit me really bad on Tuesday. And then also Wednesday, I was still like feeling it. Still feeling it a little now if you can kind of hear it in my voice. But I can actually have a full-on conversation without having to blow my nose now. And yeah, I don't think you really need to know the details about it. But that's where I'm at right now. And I hope you guys have had a way better week than I have. And yeah, also dealing with um, something that happened in the family, but I'm not going to go deep into that, of course. But I wanted to start off my episodes once again, because I recently watched Your Next, and I love that movie. And I wanted to do a really quick review on it. And what I thought of it, I can literally watch it more than 10 times and I will still be shocked astonished I love the soundtrack in the movie it feels I don't know it just gives me like it makes my nipples hard and shit you know the first song they play in the movie it was stuck in my head for like a lot like a week I kid you not sometimes I still listen to it because I feel like I want to be a part of a movie and I make my own movie scenarios in my head so I wish I could put them on video because then it would be pretty cool. But my thought process is way better. But when it actually gets blurred out or like me speaking about it or trying to put it on paper, it's not going to happen. And I'm sorry. I, I really try. I apologize. 
but yes i wanted to bring up your next because if you haven't watched it to be completely honest you need to watch it it's a fun ride it's not scary i would definitely put it in the slasher um home invasion type of movies and i honestly think you should really watch it it looks like a low budget type film i don't know how to explain it it's like the budget of the movie isn't like you wouldn't think like oh it's like they had that great of a budget but like of course the way it looks it looks amazing and then all the types of kills that they did super dope but i think what i'm trying to get across is because there's parts of the movie where it's like super shaky the camera like whoever's recording is like kind of shaky but it gives like a more like realistic feel to it like it feels like you're actually there and you're watching from someone's eyes i feel like they should really have a movie like that in a horror movie wouldn't that be dope i always thought of this before i'm sorry that sounded really annoying i once i've reheard of that um wouldn't it be super dope that you can put on like a vr thing in a movie theater i wouldn't even say maybe vr because then you're super close to the theater but i just want it to be because when you play like a video game when you play a horror video game but in vr it's fucking scary and it really feels like you're just there and like to the point where you don't even know if anyone else is around you whoever you're playing with because if they touch you or whatever you're gonna freak out but i always thought it would be super dope if they did a horror movie where you can choose what like the character you're going to be in the movie and you're going to see from their eyes and it'll basically be over once they die or something like that i don't know like the details about it but i guess in my head it sounded pretty cool (laughs) maybe i i don't know i would do something like that i would i would definitely watch a movie where it is first person to the point where you can look around pretend to be them and yeah do that or yeah i i would be there fuck it whatever i'll I'll be all five people or however however many people there's going to be but anyways i just wanted to bring it up because i thought this movie was really dope the way it's filmed is amazing and when i watched it there was i watched in 2013 because that's when it came out in theaters but it actually had a like a world premiere at the 2011 toronto international film festival so that's the first time it was ever shown but then it actually had the theater release in 2013 so i was working at the movie theater at the time and i remember i went with my friend jasmine because i of course if there's a horror movie that comes out and i need to i'm gonna watch it you know i'm gonna watch it either at the theater or i'm gonna rent it here at the comfort of my own home and deal with that but I had her watch it with me, and every time, like, I'm super nervous in a movie, like, I do get sweaty, of course, and I was just there, like, sitting down, like, oh my god, what the fuck's gonna happen next, and the movie twist, the end twist, was pretty cool, I actually was not suspecting it, for some odd reason, I didn't even think that someone was trying to do something, but I will definitely get into it, I'm gonna spoil the fuck out of this movie, but before I even do spoil the movie, I do want to talk about the main character, of course, the badass final girl that I adore. She's super dope, not only because her name's Aaron. Duh. I mean, true badass. If you have the name Aaron, then you're going to live a fucking movie. You will be a final boy or final girl. It is what it is. I don't make the rules. They did. But she's super dope to the point where... Once you see her character, like, you really, 
I really liked her character because she's super sweet and she just wants to make a really good impression on her boyfriend's family and just making sure like, oh, well, I definitely don't really belong with your type of family because they have way more wealth than I do, of course. And the boyfriend's like, no, you're cool. Like, don't even worry about it. But she's super sweet and she definitely wants to make a strong impression, especially on the mom. She asks if she can do anything around the house just to make sure that everything's okay. And she just wants to be out there, you know? But also, she's just a badass bitch. She's very tactical because she was born, like, she was raised by her dad and they lived out, like, in some, like, field things with another group of people because he, the way she explained it was that he was, like, crazy and he thought, like, the world was going to end, there's going to be an apocalypse, so we need to be prepared. So she has a lot of survival instincts, which are really beneficial at this point, and it definitely helps her out so much in this movie. All right, everyone, let's just jump right into my review because I am waiting to talk about this movie so much. If you haven't watched it, please go watch it. I can let you borrow my Blu-ray disc if you need it. If you really want to watch it and you have no other means of watching it, I can let you borrow it. But of course, you have to give it back to me. I'm not going to rebuy it or rent it on fucking Amazon Prime or anything when I already have the fucking movie, you know? But yes, please go watch it. I feel like I should just already give you my rating of the movie, even though it's going to be very, like, based on my opinions, of course, and how I really enjoy it. I've watched it over 10 times, so I, of course, thoroughly enjoy it, all of it, even though, like, there's one part in the movie which I really, really hate, which I will talk about, but I want to say I'll give it, like, an 8 out of 10. I, you know what? I'll just give it, like, a 9 out of 10 because it's just so fun to watch, and it's bloody, and sometimes there's, like, a lot of surprising moments. If you don't like it, then it's okay. I mean, we're all different, so I don't mind. I don't mind. I won't be offended if you hate the movie, but also I will cry a little bit in the corner, so just do not look at me for the next five minutes if you tell me you do not like it. But yeah, I really do not mind. But let's just start from the beginning. I'm going to just run through this because I'm not going to give you the full details of everything. I would prefer for you to watch it. But we are introduced to two different individuals in the very beginning. So this is going to be our like the first two people that are going to die in the movie. So we see a couple fucking on the bed and they end up finishing. We notice that one of them is pretty young looking. So she looks like she's probably 20 years old. And then the man that's in it, he's probably in his 50s. So it looks like he's definitely having some type of affair. And we definitely figure that out as well once the mom and the dad are introduced and saying, oh, the husband left the wife for a younger individual, like a college student. So that kind of just like, like solidifies my opinion or our thought process of what it was. But she actually plays a song that was super in my head that I could you not for like a week. And I still play it again. You know how I was saying before that I love to be or pretend to be, I mean, a horror movie, anything like that. It's called Looking for the Magic. And sometimes I listen to it at the gym too because it makes me feel like I'm, you know, you know, for models, like how they feel like on a runway, like for when like there's a song like, oh, like this makes me feel sexy or whatever. Whenever there's a song in a horror movie, I feel the exact same way. I will replay the song and it will make me feel sexy, but in a weird, 
like I'm going to be in a horror movie scene type way. You know, I don't know. I guess that's what plays in my head and I'm just really fucking weird. Anyway, she plays that and we are finally introduced to one of the assailants or the killers that are there. But she gets killed off screen, so we don't see that first. We actually see the first one when the man is going to get killed when he finds the dead body of the college student. And he's going to get killed by one of the assailants. So there's three of them. There is a land mask one, there's a tiger mask one, and a fox mask one. So there's three different ones. And we really don't know what the hell is going on. So then once we're introduced to the parents and they are setting up like a reunion for their family just so they can all get together and they end up going to the house that they're going to. It's, of course, secluded in the middle of fucking nowhere, which, of course, would be nice. But at the same time, if you are going to be chased by a killer or someone's going to do a home invasion on you, it's probably not the best scenario to be in a forested house in the middle of fucking nowhere. And your closest neighbor is like three miles away. So I'm good. Actually, I think their neighbors were like, somewhat decently close so they're able to be walked to but I, I would prefer not I would I would rather be like somewhere around like a heavily neighbored household or anything like that just in case if that were to happen I I would be banging on everyone's fucking door just to make sure I can get inside anyways the wife ends up feeling like there's someone inside the house because she hears some ruckus from upstairs and she's freaking out as she should. Honestly, from the beginning, I would have called the cops and said like, okay, you are not upstairs. I clearly heard something. And the door was also unlocked before we even got here. Weird as fuck, red flags everywhere. Red, 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 red. But no, they don't do that. They're The husband's like, oh no, it's fine. Like maybe something happened or like maybe we just like forgot to un like lock it or whatever. I'm like, bro. I'm not about to be in this fucking house. She, like, wants to dip out so quick, and that is what I would exactly be doing. By the way, the mom's name is Aubrey, and then the dad's name is Paul. Um, we get a good amount of, like, screen time with them as well. Then we are finally introduced to Aaron, which is my favorite character, of course, in the whole fucking movie, and her boyfriend, Crispin. So Aaron is, of course, the badass final girl that we all know and love. Crispin is Aaron's boyfriend. He is kind of weird. The way they met um, was in school. So apparently he was her, sorry, she was his student and then, and or ended up being like a TA or something. But I'm going to tackle that a little more during like the dinner scene because um, Crispin's brother is such a douchehead. His name's Drake and he is such a dick. Like, anything that anyone talks about or says like he always has to one up them and make it seem like he is the best one from the siblings and he needs to top them no matter what like he's the most successful and things like that and he definitely needs that to be known and I kid you not like he definitely needs that to be known even when he's hurt he will say something like oh I will do this better but I'm hurt right now so I can't do that so he will make it he would he kind of gets under my skin a little bit but at the same time he puts in this persona which is so funny and i think it's pretty hilarious because the movie's not fully just like serious the whole time like there is definitely comic relief in there 
and a lot of dark humor. Um, there's a, like a like a very dark moment, I will say, with one of the girlfriends, but I will bring that up as well. And then later on in the movie, we are finally introduced to the final individuals. So Drake, of course, which is the asshole brother, which I would definitely call him. And then we are introduced to Kelly, which is his wife. And her character is so, like, to me, she's, like, kind of ditzy. But at the same time, like, she doesn't really care, like, what the fuck's going on. And then we end up meeting Felix, which is the younger brother, and Z, which is his girlfriend. And she looks like a goth, like, emo chick kind of girl. And we're finally introduced to Amy, which is a little sister. She's kind of bubbly, like, very, like, over the top. And she's like, oh, my God, it's so good to meet you, blah, blah, blah. You know, you've met those type of people where it's just like, oh, my God, like, you have a lot of energy. And it's, like, a little too much for me. But you know what? Like, you're very nice. You seem very nice. So I'm not going to say anything, of course. And we are finally introduced to Tariq, which is Amy's boyfriend. Fun side note, that's actually Ty West. And if you don't know who Ty West is, he is a director for X from the A24 movie. And he's, of course, directed lots of other movies. He actually plays a filmmaker in this movie as well, which is super cool. But Drake is also a bitch of what he says to him during the dinner scene. So since I'm talking about the dinner scene, because that's literally the next scene anyways, let's just jump right into that because that's when everything just pops off really quickly. It goes from like zero to a hundred and not because like of a kill. It's because it's like they're arguing in the dinner table area setting and it's just very awkward. And it kind of makes me feel as if it is an actual family that is just full of bickering and they do not get along, clash heads, all this stuff. So once everyone is at the dinner table, like ready to eat, and Drake and uh, Crispin are having like some commentary together, but also Tariq and Drake are also having some commentary too. So I'll start off with Drake and Tariq. Tariq is a documentary filmmaker and Drake was like, oh, like I've don't really know what that is but you know it's super cool like I really enjoy commercials like commercials are like the next best like the best thing and it's more than actual filmmaking and he's just like very uninterested like Tariq is so uninterested at what Drake is trying to tell him because it kind of just like puts him down it's like Drake is belittling him saying like oh you shouldn't be doing that you should be doing this instead and that's where like the money will be like that's what you should be doing like basically like fuck your dreams you know and Tariq definitely is just over the conversation. And Amy's trying to just like say like, well, this is what this is. But Drake's not having it. He's just a complete dickhead. So that conversation basically is over. So when Drake knows that he basically killed that conversation, he points his face towards Aaron and Crispin. So he asks Aaron like how they met and everything. And Aaron, of course, just says, oh, we met at school. Like, that's where, like, the school that I was attending. And that's where Crispin was working at. And Crispin was just basically saying that she was his TA. And Drake was just like, well, that's a little unprofessional. And, but, like, he, like, says it to the point where, like, he just mouths it. Not mouths it, but, like, says it super under his breath. But Crispin definitely catches it. And he's like, what did you say? And they continues like bickering back and forth back and forth and then drake is like no like i didn't say that like if that's what you said then that's what you said but like i'm just gonna agree with what you said like yeah i think it's unprofessional and i'm like bro 
that kind of the way like he just like manipulates everything is very crazy to me and the way that it just basically tells me like the type of character he is like he's a a fucking freak to be honest like if i had a brother like that oh my god what if i'm that brother (sighs) oh my god i might be you know i'm i'm an asshole and there's things where i i oh my god I don't, I don't even want to think that because now I'm thinking that I'm Drake. Oh my God. This is horrible. Oh my God. I am. I please put me on a pedestal now and just like throw me off somewhere off into like a fucking sea because I remember my brother and I were having a conversation yesterday and he was saying, Aaron would do this, this and this and like say something so it can like trigger like an, like a snowball effect. And I'm like, oh my God. Now that I'm thinking about it, am I Drake? Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to my brother and sister. <laughs> Such an asshole, oh my god. Anyways, uh, Tariq f- sees something like from the distance in the window, and out of nowhere, this fucking bow and arrow, oh, not a bow and arrow, an arrow goes straight through his head, and the family is distraught, like freaking out, not knowing what the fuck is happening. Tariq died instantly, of course, and... It's just like making like the whole family freak out. I would definitely freak out, of course, if I saw someone fucking just die right in front of my face. I did not expect someone to just die that quickly. It was probably like 15 minutes in and someone died. And everyone's not knowing what to do. They're trying to scurry around. Erin is trying to figure out like what to do next because now she's like in this weird defensive mode of like, okay, we need to do this, this and this. It looks like she's taking over everything. And someone's asking, like, to call the police, but they can't call the police, unfortunately, because they have, like, this weird, like, block around the house where you cannot make phone calls. And one of the brothers ends up saying that, saying, like, oh, maybe they have, like, a blocker that you can't make phone calls or anything. And I'm like, how the fuck, like, why would you know that, you know? But, well, you'll see why he ends up knowing this. So everyone's getting discouraged and everyone ends up going into like the main like entrance area. So they're there. Drake actually did get hit by one of the arrows in the back. So he's not dead though yet. And it's just like a huge ass commotion. But from there, they're just trying to figure out what the hell to do next. And unfortunately, Amy is saying, I should just go run for help. Like I can do this. But of course, like as every siblings do, they will bicker and say like, no, I should do it or I should do it because I'm, they're bickering at the smallest little thing saying like that, whoever the fastest is. And Amy just felt so bad saying, you guys never believe in me, blah, blah, blah. And she wanted to do it super bad. Unfortunately, she does do it. She ends up trying to run full force through the fucking door. And once they open the doors, there's a garret wire, which basically almost decapitates her. She gets cut so bad in her neck, bleeding, of course, and ends up dying. So right there, the mom is freaking out because she just saw her own daughter die in front of her eyes and she can't take it anymore. So the dad ends up taking her up to the room, leaves her there. Unfortunately, one of the killers is in the house and he is under the bed. 
he ends up killing the mom. She ends up, like, of course, screaming. So everyone goes up there and figures out that she just died. And on the wall, it says, you're next. So we're just trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Like, how are they in here? And it's just, that's when Aaron goes in 100% full. Like, I need to defend this family as much as possible. Like, I'm going to do everything I can to do that. So she's like, lock all the windows send a text to 911 because they'll get it as a voicemail, everything, like set up booby traps, things like that. So as she's trying to do everything, she goes to the kitchen, she's going to lock the window, and one of the assailants comes in, not comes in, but like basically hits through the window and grabs her by the hair. She stabs him, and of course he ends up fleeing, so like nothing bad happens to him, and she's good to go for right there. But I love how badass of a person she is. She The way she just sets up everything is amazing. But we end up figuring out that... Um, what's her fucking face? Oh my god, her name is Kelly. Kelly goes upstairs and wants to go check upstairs for some odd reason. And she freaks out because one of the assailants is still in the house under the bed. Freaks her out. She runs out. And Drake's trying to follow... like behind her but the arrow hits on the garret wire so it just stops him right then and there he takes it out and he passes out it's pretty funny that's something i would probably do i'd pass out if i did something super extreme and then pretend like i would just pretend i was dead the whole night because there's no fucking way i'm not gonna deal with that kelly ends up running to one of the neighbor's house where the first individuals died and her death is actually super dope because the way he just puts an axe in her fucking face is amazing. I he It's kind of like if you're going to play golf and that's exactly what he's doing. But it's going to be with her head instead. But the axe just goes straight in through her eye and just like gets clogged right in there. So fucking amazing. I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. But she ends up finding out that before she dies, she finds out that the man that's actually in the house is dead on the couch. So there's nothing that he can do to help her. And she knows that her life is over, unfortunately. So she dies. And then we go, it cuts back all the way to the house again. And Aaron is making all these booby traps. One of the individuals comes in and he and Aaron are like in a scuffle to the point where she gets a meat tenderizer, fucks him up, and fucks him up in the head so badly, like almost bouging his head inside. It, that play, You know, if you are that person in a movie or like whenever you're watching a movie and you're like, why don't you just like kill him, like make sure he's dead, like hit him over and over and over again, this movie's gonna be for you because Aaron literally does that. She's not gonna just hit him and then just run off. She hits him and hits him like another seven times to make sure that he is bleeding and that he is not moving anymore. Like his brain and his skull is squished inside. So she knows like, okay, I'm good. Even though she like even lifts up his mask, she's like, "Does anyone know who this bitch is?" Because, yeah, and she even like makes like fun saying like, "Thanks for the help," because Felix was looking at everything, and so was Z, and he basically just says, "Oh, like it looks like you had it handled." So what was I gonna do? Side note, R.I.P. to the character that played Felix. He did pass away. I didn't know that actually. I do not remember what year, unfortunately, but 
I want to say that he was fighting cancer, like secretly. So unfortunately, he did pass away. And I was pretty surprised when I first heard about it, because when I was reading more information on your next, I saw that there was some individuals saying like, oh, like, unfortunately, this this character passed away, or um, this actor passed away. So I looked further into it. But yeah, he did pass away, unfortunately. So Paul, the dad, ends up going upstairs just trying to figure out what is going on. He finds sleeping bags and food wrappers that basically indicate that the killers have been staying in the house for some time. And there was like a pee bottle as well. So once he's like finally realizing, oh, fuck, someone was definitely in this house when we even got here. Then he finds Felix and Z and he's starting to explain it to them. But then one of the assailants ends up just popping behind him and slits his throat right in front of Felix and Z. So as Paul is dying on the floor and Felix and Z are just staring at him waiting to die, basically, the killer is going next to them and we realize that Felix and Z hired them to kill the family so Felix can inherit the money that he would get from them. So that is the whole premise of the movie. I did not see this twist coming. I didn't really think that someone from inside the family was going to hire Hitman to kill off their own family for an inheritance. That's fucking crazy. And I don't know why I wasn't catching the little details that he was saying. Remember when I was saying that he commented that they might have a blocker for the phone so they can't send out text messages or send out phone calls, things like that. Like little things like for him to be kind of helpful were actually him saying like, I know what's going on, but let me help you so it doesn't look like I'm a part of it. And it's fucking mind boggling to me when I rewatch it. And I look at the little mannerisms that he does. There's little things that he does where you would be like, he is a part of it because he is not acting the way he should if he was actually surprised at what was going on. Because there's little pits, like bits and pieces of him just, just standing there, just looking as if, okay, well, nothing's going to happen to me. So let me just kind of blend in. And everyone else is freaking out, so no one's going to really notice that he's not freaking out as much. Or him being a little more helpful, too helpful, to the point where it's like, okay, I'm not even going to bother thinking that like you're doing anything because you're kind of giving me some information of what might be happening. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. Anyways, so... Felix and Z end up going back downstairs because they hear one of the killers um, getting really aggressive and mad because he just found out that his brother died. That he, the brother that died, was the one that got hit by the meat tender tenderizer over and over again by Aaron, and he was really upset that he ended up dying. And Felix was basically telling him, like, look, I'll give you more of an inheritance. Like, please, like, just go and make sure that this job is done. And once the money is in, I will definitely give this to you. So, of course, the killer is just, like, really, really pissed, though. But at the same time, like, he knows that there's no going back. Like, he needs to do it and finish the job. So once that's been established, we I'm just going to cut towards when Drake and Felix end up going downstairs to the basement to get a couple of tools like to make weapons or whatever. And Z and Aaron are left upstairs. 
Felix and Drake are down there by themselves and Felix ends up killing Drake. He stabs him multiple times with different screwdrivers and ends up killing him. So he ends up killing his like asshole brother. I don't think he deserves to die like that, but at the same time, he had really no choice if Felix wanted to get this job completely finished. So he ends up killing him, going upstairs, and Z looks like she's about to try to kill Aaron, but she doesn't succeed because Aaron kind of figures out, like, I'm not, like, not to, like, have your back so much towards someone because you don't know who you can trust, really. And, but at the same time, like, she's not really thinking anything about Z and saying that, oh, she's probably, like, a part of it or anything. Like, she's still very clueless at that moment of everything that I can tell, you know? I mean, I really wouldn't think of anything. I, I'm more of, like, a defense mode and trying to help everyone that's in the house right now, like, who I know that's with me. But I really wouldn't think that someone in the house is also trying to kill me. So, thankfully, Aaron does turn around and just make sure that Z does not kill her and I'm glad that she did that because I would really be upset if they killed Aaron off in the movie and like or so early in the movie you know I'll be really I'll be I'll be pretty upset Crispin also on the other hand is nowhere to be found because he went to try to find some help or whatever and we don't know what the fuck happened to him at this point so he is just nowhere like you don't hear anything about him so technically, the only individuals that are left in the in the actual movie itself are is basically Aaron, it is Felix, Z, and then one more of the killers. So one or two. So of course, Aaron ends up killing the other two killers. One of the ones that she kills that I thought was a super dope kill, she ends up going towards down in the basement and she sets up her camera. And it's set on like a timer, so it'll basically flash like every like three seconds or five seconds, however she set it. And one of the assailants, I want to say it's the fox one. He's going downstairs trying to chase after her. And as he's getting closer and closer to the camera. So if you are very <clears throat> weary about like flash, then that part you should probably not watch. But because I know sometimes like my eyes get like very like weird like it makes my head kind of hurt when I watch it but I thought that scene was pretty cool too only because the way she sets everything up the way she just does everything is so amazing to me at such short notice you know like she's just thinking so fast I would not I would just hit somewhere until morning and then dip somewhere I don't fucking know anyways he, as he's getting closer to the camera she basically hits him with his fucking um like a piece of firewood and is beating him over and over and over again. Again, if you would need to see like someone kill a killer, like just to make sure that they are dead, Aaron is the girl for you. She will make sure they are dead. The only one that she didn't repeatedly hit over and over was the one that she stabs. The very last one when she's getting chased by Felix Z and the killer and Felix and Z end up leaving like, a different direction while the killer and Aaron go a different route. So the killer ends up going the same route that Aaron does. And as he's trying to get into the house, once again, she stabs him right in the head, like really quickly. So he dies. I mean, it's a stab to the head. It's not like they're Michael Myers or something where to the point where they might come back. Now, these ones are basically just those hired hitmen, And if you hit them once, they're going to be dead. But I love the 
the emotion that she has towards like making sure that they are dead, you know? I'm sure I skipped a little bit in regards to the way like she killed someone. But you know what? Watch it for yourself because I'm trying to remember like the whole thing again as I'm not watching it. So yeah, it's okay. I'll just go to the final act because the final act is where you get a lot more information of what's going on. And we find that Felix and Z are trying to kill Aaron, but of course they are not successful. Aaron ends up killing Felix. He crashes a blender on his head and puts the blades in it and turns it on. And basically the blades are squirreling around in his brain. So he dies like that. And then Z, she ends up just dying because Z stabbed fucking Aaron in the back with a like a little pocket knife looking thing. But she ends up grabbing it. This is how badass she is. She grabs the fucking knife out of her shoulder that she got stabbed in. And then she flips it around and then just stabs it right in the middle of fucking Z's head. So she dies right then and there. So there's like a beautiful scene where you see Aaron in the middle of Z and Felix. They're both dead. And she's just there like, fuck, I did this, you know. And then she ends up hearing a phone ring. And it's Felix's phone. And guess who is on the other line? It is Crispin. Crispin was a part of everything the whole time. And he wanted to make sure that everything was done. He just didn't want to be there anymore because he got really squeamish when he saw like everyone's blood, things like that. Bitch ass move. Also, if you're going to do something, just fucking go through with it, you little bitch. Anyways... Yeah, I don't know. If if you are knowing, like, what's going to happen, like, you know the repercussions of everything, like, why would you even go through with this plan in the first place, you know? But he did it in such a way, like, he's a weenie. Like, he did not, he did not want to be a part of it, but, like, he was a part of it because, of course, he paid the people to do these things. And Aaron ends up hearing everything, and she's like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Crispin ends up saying like telling Aaron oh where is everyone like where's Felix and then she says like oh I killed him I killed him with a blender and then he ends up asking about Z same exact response basically saying that she killed them she killed both of them and Crispin's reasoning as to why he did it was because he needed to pay off his student debts and all these things and he was going to help pay for Aaron as well And it does seem like a really good thing to have because Crispin was not going to have Aaron get killed and she was supposed to be the individual that survives and to tell the story of what happened while she was there. But then Crispin was like, who, how are we going to know that you were like fucking Rambo, you know? And Aaron thankfully does not accept everything that Crispin is saying and ends up killing Crispin. And as Crispin is getting stabbed in the eye by Aaron, Aaron gets shot by a police officer, which is so annoying to me because I don't know why he didn't say anything. I mean, he's already, like, Crispin already died. Like, he already got stabbed in the eye. And I don't know why the officer didn't say, like, hey, like, I'm here. Or... Like, hey, put your hands up or something like that. He just went straight, like, trigger happy and just needed to shoot someone. So he shot. And thankfully, she didn't die. She just got hit by the shoulder. And she was just there. But 
she did set up a booby trap in the very front entrance with an axe. So once someone opened the door, it would fling down and kill them instantly, of course, like straight in the face. And the police officer, without like listening to Aaron saying like, wait, hold on, like do not go to the front door. He ends up doing it anyway. And then he just sees the axe going straight to his face and then the movie's over. So Aaron, I'm assuming lives. I'm going to say she lived because it's not presumed that she's dead and she only got shot in the shoulder. So hopefully she can just go to the cop car and then like either call her back up there or leave the premises and who knows what's happened to her. But yeah, I mean, crazy ass movie. I love this movie so much. Please go watch it. Like it's, if you don't watch it, it's okay. I guess you heard the gist of everything that happened. I guess what you can take away from this movie is don't trust your partner. Um, don't trust a rich ass family if they have like a lot of bickering going on because maybe one of them is going to want the inheritance and possibly kill you off if you are their partner. Um, don't judge a book by its cover. I mean, Erin looked definitely like just a sweet, innocent girl. But if she was put into a dire situation where she needed to live and survive, she is going to get through it. Um, what else? Don't be a Drake. Oh my God. That's me. I'm sorry. I feel like I don't, I'm not one to do like the, like I'm like above you or anything. Like I'm not like that. I just meant it more as like he, when Drake says little things like under his breath, like to kind of trigger like a snowball effect because my brother and sister would always say like, oh, you, that I would always blackmail them kind of and say like, if I caught them doing something, then I can either just like take it to my advantage and be like, you're gonna have to do this, this and this, or I'm going to say something. Um, or I will basically say like, oh, like that one time when you did that and kind of in front of like a lot of people, like if it was my parents or something, and then my parents would ask questions and then I'm just like there in the background, like, yeah, I did that. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. You know? So I think that is the personality trait that I have of Drake. Mm, I wouldn't say now. Mm, I don't know if I do now. I mean, if I do, then I'm super sorry. And now, you know. But yeah, that's a very douche move of me. So I guess the douchiness of Drake that he has, I can kind of resemble. And fuck. Now, I like looking back at it, like it really saddens me if that's who I am in the movie. Because I wanted to be Aaron in the movie because, of course, my name's Aaron. But I don't think I have the survival capabilities of actually getting through everything. I might because I watch so much horror movies and I try not to be so scared. There is things that do scare me, of course, but I would try my best to survive as much as possible. And I even do it in my dreams. Like I'm going to go off of a tangent. Like this is not on your necks anymore. Like last night I had this weird ass dream that I was in an apartment and with a couple of my friends and this lady came in for some reason and she was like bitching at us and everything. And I was just letting her know, like, why the hell are you here? Like, you could just leave, you know? And she ends up going to her car. I go through to see her walking away into her car, like to like at the window. And I see her grab a gun and I was like, oh, 
fuck. And I told, I was trying to tell my friends, like, don't go to the front door. Like, I locked the front door. I closed it. And I was like, don't go to the front door. Like, everyone needs to leave because she ha- she got a gun. And she's going to come upstairs, you know? And come, I don't know what the fuck she's going to... She's more mad at me than anyone. But I was still, like, trying to tell everyone, like, do not be in the apartment when she comes back. Just in case. I locked it, though. But then she ends up coming in anyway for some reason. No one listened to me, so I was like, fuck it, whatever. I ran out the window, I jumped out, and I was running, trying to get, like, cell service, because for some reason I didn't have cell service, and I had to call 911 and let them know what the hell was going on, and I was letting them know, like, this is what's going on, like, I need someone to go to the apartment, like, as soon as possible, and... I don't know what the hell happened inside the apartment because I forced myself to wake up, but it felt so real to the point where, like, I really thought this was happening. And I was like, this can't be happening. Like, I don't know whose apartment this is. Like, I don't know what where I'm at. Like, this is not a real place. So I need to leave. And I woke up. And then I fell back asleep. And for some reason, I had like a dream of Black Philip. Like Black Philip was on the couch. Someone was like just petting him. And he was just staring at me, like straight at me. And I was like, what the? I was like, what are you doing? Because I went outside to open. I just I needed fresh air for some reason. And there was like a little dog out there. And one of the people that were on the couch, he was calling for his dog. And the dog ended up going over the balcony and it fell like to its death and I was like oh and I saw the whole thing like I could have grabbed it but I didn't and I was like are you sure you let your dog outside like I don't see it and he's just like yeah it's outside and Black Phillip is just staring at me and I was like can you just like tell him like through his mind or like his thoughts like maybe I left him out and maybe he fell because that's exactly what happened and I didn't grab him uh, yeah, and I just like dipped and I remember I went downstairs all the way out to the side where I think the dog fell and I saw the little doggy right there crumbled. It was so sad. I was like, fuck, but I was kind of like terrified because Black Phillip was in my fucking dream staring at me like, bitch, you just did something wrong and you're not going to say anything. I was like, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm not going to say anything. Like I felt bad because he was like an old man and I don't know who the hell he was. And it was probably my fault that I didn't grab the dog. But at the same time, like, take care of your dog. It's not my responsibility. Anyways, I don't know. I just wanted to go on a little tangent. But on my next episode, I do want to do a ghost story or something related to ghosts. So I'm going to do a poll. Maybe I will do a couple of ones. Maybe I'll have a friend actually come on with me and tell his ghost story because he's been telling me that's been really scary. So hopefully I can just get him and that will be the ghost story. But I do want to dive more into like the paranormal activity type of realm and scare myself. So until next time, if not, you're next.